Hello and welcome to Chosen by Comedians <laughs> Podcast, where myself, Karen, Christopher Munden, and John Rosenberg um, read every Pulitzer Prize winning play since 1918, so you don't have to, or so you will join us and read along with us. Um, my name is Josh Heron. I am a third and now fourth grade teacher. Um, theater critic moving um, up in the world yeah yeah um, ex- general uh, puddle of exhaustion um, and I am joined by um, famed theater critic uh, blogster and, um, and soccer club founder uh, Christopher Munden hello uh, and uh, sex pot John Rosenberg Hello. Uh, today we are reading 1950. <laughs> sorry, I'm I, uh, Tina Brock. If you're listening to this, I'm just very bitter. Uh, you see, John and uh, Christopher have been uh, featured on a Facebook um, TV uh, web series uh, interviewing people, um, and uh, I'm the last one. Uh, so if you you notice a slight uh, tinge of resentment in my voice. <coughs> That might be that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you actually booked me to come on again? Nice. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, this week I'll we're reading... interview you, Josh. Oh, thank you. Um, well, we we're reading 1959's uh, JB, which is a, a play in verse. Um, and a sort of interpretation of the story of Job, um, a real biblical romp. Uh, anyone want to uh, give a Archibald McLeish? I so yeah, I thought th- me sounds like John wants to summarize this play. Great, thank you for volunteering for that. I'm gonna pass on this. Oh, one. I meant Chris. I meant Chris. I meant Chris. I can... Yeah, I meant Chris. I can take a stab. Oh, thank God. Um, so right, it is. <laughs> This kind of a modernist version um, of the Book of Job. It begins in maybe a circus tent, and we have two former actors or older actors, um, Zeus and Nittles, take on like Zeus and old Nick, the god and Satan, and they. Um, set up the scene at the end of the scene they put on a white mask of God and a black mask of Satan and um, they've talked about this guy Job who um, like the biblical version is rich and has a lovely family of five kids and um, happily married and such and and um, the like the Satan guy is like um, he's only, you know, happy with God because he's lucky and he has everything. And um, God is like, no, he's like a good guy. Like, well, let's see and, and fuck his life up. So um, the rest of, I guess, the first into the second act is, um, is Job's life getting fucked up. Um, his 
Two of his kids are killed in a car accident. Um, one kid is uh, killed. This news comes that he's died in war. Another one is like raped and killed. And another one dies. I kind of missed how the fifth one died, but all of a sudden I realized all of the kids have died. And most of that, that all takes place on stage. It's revealed to us by like two messengers who speak kind of uh, cryptically about it. Um, third act opens, I think, and Job is now covered in, um, his skin is all messed up and his wife's like, come on, dude. Uh, God's an asshole, curse him. And, and Job's still like, you know what God giveth, God, God gives and he takes away. And um, then he's visited by a few friends who try and give him some reason and sense for what it's, why it's happening, including like basically, hey, you're a sinner, you fucked up. And Job is still like, no. And then I guess a few times the God and Satan characters have come back into it. They do right at the end. And like, uh, uh, you were right. Satan says to God, he, uh, he's still holy and stuff. Let's uh, go give him back his wealth. And... Uh, unlike in the Bible where Job does take his wealth back and has like a dozen kids and lives happily ever after or whatever. Um, Job rejects that, but he does reunite with his wife who had left him and they, um, and it ends on a somewhat cheery note, I think. Yeah, I would say that that, Listening to that sort of felt like what it felt like to read the play. Um, so if you enjoyed that, maybe you enjoyed the play. You mean my beautiful poetic uh, language? It was basically free verse. Is that what you're saying, John? I just play just like totally missed me. Um, like I, it was like, I, I, I don't know. I was like sort of excited about it. And I sort of like, I tried to read it more as poetry than as a play. Um, it's all told, it sort of has the line breaks and, and the line work expansion of a poem, but... It's a poem, it's a poetic, for sure, it's free verse. But it, it didn't, it it really didn't do a whole lot for me. Um, I, I don't know the Bible that well, so maybe that's it, but uh, it reminded me of Pippin. I was surprised about that, there's a great musical. It's um, that Oliver Twist? No, that would be Oliver. Uh, oh, is Pippin is Pippin Dickens Dickens though? Pip. No, nope. uh... Pippin is like a is like a sort of conceptual musical by Stephen Schwartz, choreographed by Bob Bob Fosse, uh, about. Uh, he stopped listening already. It's about. I'm listening. The son of Charlemagne, um, and it's sort of a conceptual show within a show kind of thing. Didn't Charlemagne have three sons? That's why his empire was divided. Also, one of them. Okay. I don't know. Pippin exists. It's about a real, uh, like a person named Pippin, but it's mostly about this like troop of actors putting. Philip, did he become king of France? 
Okay. <laughs> it reminded you of that. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like very it's not about <laughs> it's about it's about the theater we put on. Um, it's about the masks yes. we wear. This so we I, talked the other week. Uh, do you want to say your initial thoughts, John? Before. No, no, no. I was just, so I just actually just had a question for the two of you of like what it's it's kind of a like Josh Baskin question, but what is free verse mostly like? You know, um, what's the difference? It's, it's a silly so, question. So it's a it's a difference. Um, so blank verse, which is what a lot of Shakespeare is written in is unrhymed poetry, but it is metered poetry. So it's generally, Shakespeare's generally iambic pentameter, you know, the, 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 the two, uh, the up-down um, yeah, iams. Um, and free verse is just, um, ha- is neither rhymed nor metered. Um, so so sorry, it's basically- metered metered sorry is like it follows some type of like flow or rhythm, pattern a or rhythm rhythmic pattern like, like, you know limerick like da, 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 da. got it um, so what free verse is is it doesn't no follow the rules um so yeah i mean it it's uh it was it was French originally i think and it's it's i don't know when maybe 19th century um yeah, but it's basically poem. It's not prose. There is, there is. Um, you'll find some poets who write in prose, and that is often like um, not even having those classic line breaks. So writing almost in poetic paragraphs, whereas free verse is usually um, divided into lines and stanzas, perhaps. But it's so just theory- not metered. So in theory, the actors on stage would be following the, like, because with, with how it's written, you know, like some of the lines will start far off to the right. That's the or... case with Shakespeare's blank verse. And and I, and you see some actors who like, don't really understand it, who like, who like pause at the end of a line or, you know, but it's just as Shakespeare is supposed to be written is said as you're talking so this poetry is, is basically supposed to be said just talking. And so, and so those breaks that you see on the text are just indicating the poetic line, but you, you wouldn't necessarily pick up on those when you're seeing it live. So in, in a way, like the, there's a spectacle regarding the play that just has to do with it as a written document. Yeah, I would say so. Definitely. It's something that, I mean, he published a, the version I read was a version that was like published basically as a book. I think, I don't know if there's a version that was more the, um, what was actually produced. I don't know how different they are, but um, yeah, this, the version I read was basically meant to be read. Got it. I found myself reading it like bad Shakespeare. As in pausing the lines? What do you mean? Not like a little, yeah, like a little pause. 
What did you think of it, Christopher? I liked Josh. I found myself kind of drifting out. So, right. I was saying we had those five kids who died and, and I only remember four of the deaths. And then I was like, what happened to the other kid? Oh, he must have died too. And I'm, I just found myself spacing over, maybe reading it. It's not ideal for the plot. And in the end, the three friends who come visit, I was like, well, all of a sudden, like, uh, who's talking now? Um, <laughs> it's funny, because I was, I, was, I was just thinking, like, as I was reading, I was thinking, like, well, this is really not served by the page. Like, this would be much better on stage. But now you're talking to you're listening to it, and I'm like, oh, but it's supposed to, like, yeah, I was I was thinking of the exact same thing. Whether at one point I was reading and I'd be like, um, I think I would prefer this if I saw it live. And then at other points I was like, um, this is meant to be on the page. So I don't know. Um, I, mean, I, I have written, I have read a number of um, of like full length poetry book stories recently. I read. Um, Michael Andate's autobiography of Billy the Kid and Carson's, it's called The Story of Red, a Mark Strand book. And, those, and it is interesting reading it both as a poetry and as kind of like a story. But I don't know how well suited the play is and that's weird to say when like a lot of Elizabethan and Greek drama is probably written in poetry well I mean it's it's a strange mix it seems of different styles and different things all kind of pushed together yeah he does go into um, a kind of language of the um King James translation of the Bible with the thee and thou. And, you know, I think like that, that translation affects like when you want to talk like the Bible, you talk like that. And it's just that that's how the Bible was translated in the early 1600s. Not necessarily that's how the Bible is. You know what I mean? But he certainly, but, but I also mean like he, you know, he starts off to play with the first scene, which is almost like an absurd, there's like, there's like absurdity to it of like yeah, the two element. actors Exactly absurdity. Um, who am I thinking? Bridal type scene, yeah. isn't it? Right, or Wolfheart. Um, but, <laughs> but like, but it's strange that it starts off as that, um, and then it the the story it tells is based off of something from the Bible. It's it's a very strange mix of things to me. Like, I wonder, I wonder what the play would have been without that without those framing devices of like the characters commenting on the play well you know if it was well that that is from the bible because um there are conversations with satan and god in in the bible and, and that's there's a long because oh, i was talking to my husband who is like more biblical scholar than i um which is to say, to say that he went to jewish day school um but like that the story arc of satan and god was added on later like that was a way for biblical scholars like it was added on as a way for like the story to like make sense um like rather than just like subject this person to, like to such cruelty that sort of satan god dynamic you're talking about in the bible 
yeah, it was like it was like an extra textual like layer added on later mm -hmm. um, in biblical history. Um, so I think it's interesting that the play sort of takes that form, right? That there's this sort of very extra layer of these like two people meddling with it. Um, yeah, it has a, the added layer of them being human actors playing that and and initially when job is introduced on stage they comment about how bad an actor is and then they're like he's not acting he's actually real i mean yeah we we had the conversation the other week about when are we going to get into postmodern drama and i would say this is still solidly like um like modernist verse maybe, but we're definitely getting elements of late modernism, postmodernism. I mean, it's deconstructing a biblical text. It's, uh, it is, well, abs yeah. How much of it though is deconstructing it as much as like- It doesn't deconstruct the themes or the, the sentiment of it really, which is what postmodernism does. Uh-huh. It more deconstructs the the way it's told, which is why I would say it's more like modernist in the in like almost theater of the absurd, as you said. So outside of Shakespeare, have you seen other plays? Have you seen another free verse play? I've seen plays. Yes. I've seen plays yeah. in verse. I don't know if I've seen free verse. I've seen uh I've seen modern uh poetic plays yeah yeah i have to actually i saw an opera by gertrude Stein, and one thing i was reading like you know i can see how this play doesn't survive but also that it would maybe have been kind of new and weird and different for an audience of the time and it was the poet had won two pulitzer prizes for poetry already so he was a, a known poet perhaps i hadn't really heard of him or maybe had heard the name i don't i'm not familiar with his work but maybe people were more familiar with him then but it reminded me of a play i would go see now where it would be like a revisit of an old story and told kind of pseudo intellectually and, and dramatically and with elements of matter and elements of absurd. I could see it being like a devised work that was the talk of people in theater for a month or two, but was not remembered. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, I, I like. I'm so. I, I again, and I feel like this is my cop out all the time. But like, I could see a director doing something really cool with this. Maybe, um, I could also see like it being put to music and being like a really amazing opera. Um, Whenever there's a bad play, you said it. Say it would be a good musical. You know, <laughs> I, I just do don't understand. I just don't understand what the play is driving at. You had no idea. Is it not still just like a kind of, it doesn't, that's what I was saying, it doesn't deconstruct the idea in Job. It kind of just like rehashes that idea um, of, yeah, of like human suffering and, and um, 
um, it doesn't necessarily happen for a reason. And that's a, that's a cool thing in the Bible version. In the Bible, I mean, when <laughs> Job, the Bible version, Job, is, Job says to God, like, towards the end, he's like, like, what the fuck? Give me some kind of reason. And God comes down again, and he, he doesn't. He's basically like, I'm God. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, I invented the whole world. And then, like, he, I don't know. Um, uh, McLeish quotes um, Milton at one point, uh, saying, like, justify God's ways to man. And, um, and it, it's like, there is no justification in a sense, and, and God doesn't justify I'm I'm struck by a line that the wife says at the end, which or she's talking about like God doesn't love us, and Job says God doesn't love, God is. Yeah, that's good. I like the ending, the idea of like um flaming what is it, blowing on the coals of the soul, something like that. Blowing on the coals of the heart, kind of like trying to get them to. I think of like a fire that's dying, and you're trying to like <laughs> bring some heat to your dead heart. Uh, the word lines um, in it, like, uh, we don't need to name our sins to know that we need to be forgiven, something like that. There were the odd lines, like in a in a poetry book that struck me, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, I found myself drifting while reading it for sure. And I feel like I would seeing it on stage, I'd start thinking about um, <laughs> what I'm gonna order at the bar afterwards. Or... So some people are gonna think about Hamilton 50 years. Hamilton will not, I don't know. I hope we'll talk about Hamilton when it comes, but I think it's bad history. It's bad music and it's bad drama. And I think, I think the politics of it even will not survive because maybe it's like um, diversity, but, but perhaps it's just seen as like, you know, kind of whitewashing or I don't know what you'd say, brownwashing, like the sins of the founders and, and contributing still to like that, um, sentiment that that like American myth, which I don't know how will be it will be perceived. I want to play Satan Mask. You want to play Satan Mask? Yeah. Um, I think Chris is Job. Okay, so is John God? Well, no, I should be God, and I think because I think John is Satan. <laughs> I could be one of the kids that die. That's fine with me. Yeah, maybe the one that isn't even seen and dies. Yeah, that's fine with me. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm literally like. I think this is about as much as I have to say about this play. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Archibald McLeish. John, do you have any more thoughts? No, I mean, I think it's just like, what's the difference between our town and this? Oh my God! No, 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 and I, I don't mean it as like a. Uh, 
I don't mean it as like trying to be scurrilous or whatever, but like, I guess I think about like what I've been thinking about, like since last week, what happened at the Capitol, right. Is like, I almost like sometimes feel this need that you're supposed to have like a hot take on what's happening and you're supposed to like be able to like either regurgitate what like someone else said or like frame something. But I guess when I was reading this in the same way, I was just like, I didn't really understand what this fucking guy was doing, Archibald. You know, I don't, I, I really wasn't able to figure out what he was doing or like why. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I think I was I was just lost and kind of I was not interested enough to dig through it to try to understand it. You know, there was definitely very beautiful lines from you know here and there, but like I guess that could be like I, that sort of it is it like it feels like it could benefit from like a, a like an annotated version. Well, no, no, but to me, it's like what I don't understand is I don't know if I, I'd be interested in that. He does mention. He does mention, he does um, reference Milton and Dante, and I think T.S. Eliot picked up on. But, but I guess I that, don't care. Right. I, I think the thing that's changed to me is like if you take such a risk with like, in a sense, because it's not like this is the first time it's ever been done. But if you take a risk with like form and like doing something way out there, to then just ground it in a story that everybody knows mm. just seems uh self-defeating in a way like i mean i don't know if part of the idea i understand you're saying that like this is kind of based off of you know like because god and satan in the bible kind of commented on what happened or you know it was later added to it but like i didn't see what drama there was in this play or like if it's just I remember years ago, an uh, actor I worked with, he memorized the Odyssey. Is that, what, is that the one? It's certainly like, an epic poem. Yep. Right, but he did like a one-man version of it. And he, and he Do you not mean someone did it, uh, someone dramatized it? Do you mean that version? It might have been around the same time, but I remember he asked me to watch it, and I fucking fell asleep <laughs> in his living room. <laughs> while he was doing it and like I, I i don't know if there's something i'm missing about the about the 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 beauty of like the of the storytelling style or something but there's just something mystifying or archaic to me about this that just really uh i almost wish like he took that Job story and completely changed it or, you know what I mean? Yeah. If it wasn't Job, it was like a completely different story or something like that. Something that I didn't understand why it was in free verse. I didn't understand. Uh, yeah. So I, and I guess the thing is, it's like, I don't, I don't want to be like, this is, this is a bad play or like this shit's whack because who the fuck cares? But like, I just couldn't understand it. And didn't, this, it didn't give you that. Uh, it, some play, some works may be like, I don't completely get that, but I, I kind of, I liked what I, I wanna, did get and I want to know more. And, or I'll, and this I'll wasn't chase, one of those. Yeah. And like watching yeah. it or reading it, I'll chase after it to be like, why won't you let me put my finger on it to know what it is? 
and that yeah that, that just didn't happen with this it is one of the best books of the bible i'd say but it's not like it's still not that good <laughs> so it was, and not like, what's, what's the best one of the bible uh my favorite is ecclesiastes i have no fucking idea what that means but I'll, I'll um, check it out. <laughs> a lot of um, uh, there is nothing. Uh, vanity of vanities is how it begins. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. This is basically it's written by someone who supposedly uh, David, I guess, or Solomon, King Solomon, who like he has everything and he finds no meaning in anything. Like he's tried, he's tried reading, he's tried like debauchery and there's nothing, nothing works. It's well written, like um, um, that like bird song to everything there's a season is taken from it. Um, the, the sun also rises title is taken from it. There's lots of quotes from it. It's a good one. It's poetic. Did either of you check to see why the Pulitzer Prize Committee awarded this play? I did. did they they have, said like, it was statement. They said it was really good. It also won the Tony. I don't know. I wonder if it was a fucking amazing production. But it I did look up that Christopher Plummer, who was um, oh, he was in The Sound of Music, and he's like he's a villain mostly now. He must be old, but you've you've seen him. You know who I mean. Yeah. Look him up. He was in the original production. I didn't see who he played, whether it was Job, but. Wow. Um, um, well, next yeah. week we go from one iconic man, Job, to another iconic <laughs> man, uh, Mayor of New York City, Fiorello LaGuardia. Fuck yeah, this is going to be so good. And everyone's favorite musical, Fiorello. I'm so excited, guys. Another musical. I'm, I'm super pumped. Do you know that musical? No, I have no, I, I have no, I, it sounds really bonkers. I don't think it's very good. <laughs> I can imagine it is. That's probably written in verse, in yeah. um, blank verse or, no, rules. not blank verse, we it'd be rhyming. We were confused about the rules for South Pacific. We have to read both the script and listen to the songs. Yeah, I yes. will do that. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. And Chris will sing to us. Yeah. All was, about my okay. hero, LaGuardia. I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I was going to not mention this again because I'm not like, I'm a big person. But in the aforementioned interview, um, Chris said that he wouldn't review musicals because he doesn't like musicals. And I was so ready for him to be like, but Josh is really like, you know, he's changing my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Uh, well, I haven't yet uh read Fiorelli. So Fiorello. maybe Fiorello. He must have been quite a mayor to have both the musical in the airport. And the high school. And the high school. The the famous performing art high school is named after LaGuardia. Set in All right. I'm gonna live forever. Um I wonder if they've ever done Fiorello. Um Yes. Oh so exciting. Um all right folks well I cannot wait to talk about it then. Um, you see my face light up after this like week. I'm just like, oh, musical. Um, and if it's bad, I can't say this would be a great, oh my God, that's the only it's going to be really bad if I was like, 
This would be a, like a, this would be better as a drama. Uh, this belongs to the, it's just like a four part miniseries. Um, uh, all right, folks. Say good night. Good night. Good night. On a river and we see the British come And there must have been a hundred of them Beating on the drum They stepped so high and they made the bugles ring We stood beside our cotton fields Didn't say a thing We fired our gun